plethora. Plethora, you say. <laughs> Why, yes, a lot is going on in our world. I'll dive into plenty of it straight away as I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. You know what has been the greatest kick politically I have had this last week? (laughs) It would be Liz Cheney. Oh, sorry, Senator Liz Cheney from the great state of Wyoming. Have any of you ever witnessed a path of self-destruction of this kind in your lifetime? In our nation's history, for that matter, I guess. Hey, we all get it. You hate Trump. We get it. Some of you reading or listening to this do also, and I'm not here defending Trump in any way, shape, or form. But would you give up your job? Would you make a fool of yourself on TV with a vendetta against someone that triggers your own destruction? Yes. Trump derangement syndrome might be the basis for what she thinks she needs to do and why she is doing it. But I believe the true story is how she has let her constituents down. She will lose her primary and her Senate seat because she forgot her people. The people who voted for her and entrusted her to vote for what they see as their future. You see those words right there, right? Their futures, not hers. When you consistently go against your voters' wants, you will eventually get booted from the stage. Oh, you can tell everyone you are in the right and are a team player by trying to crucify a former president. Most on the opposite political aisle will even cheer you on, tell you you are welcome in their clan. Yeah, that won't last long once you're used up for them. Toss to the curb with all other political figures who have no use to Democrats or Republicans anymore. Reality says you forgot those who brung you to the party in the first place, sister. She consistently had every opportunity, and many of those chances were clear-cut that her people didn't want her to vote that way, but she voted against what they wanted anyway. The people of Wyoming wished for something else. It still amazes me that once these politicians get a taste of power, they forget the state and people who put them there in the first place. Maybe it's because senators only have to worry about that every six years when they vote, but plenty of politicians in general never realize they are not in Washington for themselves, but are there to help their people. Yet time after time, I see them cozy up to the first microphone they can to proclaim how they cannot vote for this bill in good conscience. My morals will not allow me to vote a certain way or for that law. Liz Gurley, you are in that senator's seat to vote for Wyoming, not Liz Cheney. Time after time, though, we see this. Cheney and Kinzinger are in this Republican spotlight over not voting for the constituents now and in the past. But others join that coalition from time to time also. One who comes to my mind is Senator Lindsey Graham. (laughs) The great state of South Carolina never knows what he's voting for. Seems like on the big issues, he's 50-50 at best for the people of South Carolina. Yet time after time, he gets voted back into his cozy seat. On the flip side, it seems that when you do vote for what your people want and it bucks the grain of the party, the party comes after you. Lately, that has been Senator Sinema and Manchin. Democrats may not like this as the rest of their robots mostly stay in line, but the people in Arizona and West Virginia, respectively, want them to stop the filibuster and to vote with Republicans. Why? (laughs) Oh, the horror. 
their constituents are Republican. Party line steals the show too many times. This is not a Democrat or Republican problem. Both parties are all too easily coaxed into the whims of whatever the party needs at that given time in the news. Unfortunately, for so many, you can smell the greed on them, the power grab, the control they always wanted. In the long run, you, me, and everyone in their state or district pay for that. Putin, Putin, Putin. Time to switch to the war in Ukraine. It is not high on any of our priority lists, is it? But it is to our beloved politicians, especially the ones making money off of it or the ones trying to hide behind it in hopes it will be cover for their failed policies. I told you from the beginning that we were at 70% for a long, hard, drawn-out slog in which Russia eventually wins. It dropped to 60% for a bit, maybe six weeks ago when we were throwing money down the pit of inevitability. But now I see the slog side back up now to 85%. The longer it goes on, the better chance Russia wins. Now, what that win means can be bantered about. Maybe it is up to Kiev. Maybe Kiev also is included, and then they stop. Possibly it is all of Ukraine as the goal. Two ideas tell me this, though. First, Putin has just said the war is just beginning, partially as a scare tactic to the European Union and our allies, and mainly because it is true. He controls a lot of energy in Europe and is willing to take two, three, maybe even ten years to get what he wants. The world cannot stomach that, and NATO, the European Union, and ourselves may not even last a summer before bailing on Ukraine. The media obsesses time and time again over Trump, Ukraine, and gender issues. Meanwhile, voters worry about inflation, crime, and the border. Priorities from an elite class of reporters and mainstream media have lost touch with what truly is important to the people of this country. They push their politicians. They push their agendas. They forget what you see as your main priorities because they're making money. What the nation sees as its needs are left behind. So we beat our heads on the ground in defiance. We complain at our local hometown diner, but we go on about our daily tasks because our families need us. The opposition knows this and uses it against us. They know we will not protest and they know we will not riot. Oh, some flare-ups will occur and the media will call it Armageddon as they usually do. But the steady pace towards totalitarianism and controlled communism will not be stopped. The foot has been in the door for a while now, and we have allowed the door to be opened halfway. Problem is, no one will be able to struggle and close the door with a 3,000-pound donkey pushing it open. Over the last few months, three specific shootings have come to light in our nation. I could easily argue that they are a drop in the bucket to real crime problems in our nation and big cities every weekend. That would be true. The other side will blatantly say they need to take guns away and overgrandalize these shootings. For them, that seems to be true also. Reality Check again says both sides on the gun issue need to give a little. I can see some gun laws that will help. I can also see some enforcing of laws already in the books that would help. Thus respecting law-abiding citizens and securing some problems that others are worried about on both sides. I really have to ask why we can get a gun if we have psychotic tendencies. But we can't defend ourselves when someone attacks us in broad daylight. Both are opposites, but both are a scourge to our society. For me, 
one overwhelming problem in these shooters and almost all the people who commit these types of crimes is that plenty of people saw a problem somewhere. Plenty saw mental worries with these guys and no one did a thing to help them. Parents, many of whom seem to be missing, are lost for what to do after years of headaches from their children and a system that condones throwing pills at the problem. Police, in many cases, after seeing suspicious activity, can do nothing legally. So what's the answer? Do we lock up every single suspicious person? No, that intrudes on too many lives. Do we throw our hands up and hide in our homes? No, that seems extreme also. What we need is to come together as a whole, as a community, as a nation, and find a fix for these problems. Politicians in general lie to you to get your vote, but you can easily judge someone by the way they treat people who can do nothing for them. Please, please, focus on your family, the people around you, your community schools, your churches, because as usual, one side of the aisle only sees what they want for themselves and can never stop from trying to erase everything else our nation holds near and dear. And that's both sides, Republican and Democrat. But right now, liberals are using every effort known to man to change life as we know it. There's nothing wrong with loving your country and everything about it. But meanwhile, at the same time, you still make some changes for the future. Yet the bully, childish attitude of those in charge currently towards all of our needs is taking a hit. Yes, they will get slaughtered in the midterms. It's likely they will lose the presidency. These setbacks will be just speed bumps as they cruise towards a new world order, or shall we say, liberal world order. I know this is just one man's opinion you have been listening to. Yet, if you take only one thing from this today, let it be the next minute or two. Life is filled with hardship, obviously. Yet, you can still overcome those looming obstacles ahead by resting your weary head on Jesus. No matter the problems, he will be there. No matter how low you go, he is there. Yes, Jesus told us life is to serve others and to trust in him, that we would receive forgiveness by repenting of our sins and by being faithful. Believing with your whole heart that he is our Lord and Savior is a must. If you do, he will give you strength when you need it. He will give you solace in knowing that you are loved. So if you are burdened by any problem, put your faith in Jesus, the great I am, the only truth, the only truth that will carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. Shut up and sit down.